This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists... everybody i'm chris i'm chad and this is paranormal guys yes it is too <laughs> as if you didn't know that mm-hmm. long time listener first time caller that's right mm-hmm. west of the rockies <laughs> yep somewhere deep underneath the earth's crust from a bunker we need to come up with one of those mm-hmm. on a high desert from the high desert plains. On a Hidden in a mysterious former sewage waste treatment facility. Because <laughs> what? We've got Coast to Coast has high desert plains basin mm-hmm. thing. Who else has one? Doesn't uh, Darkness Radio have one? Yeah, it doesn't say like, like oh. we're, we're coming from the darkness. I don't know. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. That do. We need to be in a swamp. <laughs> They're draining the swamp, remember? So that's what they say. We won't have one. Wetlands, Chad. Oh. Duck. It gives them a friendlier connotation. Duck. There's not evil crocodiles and venomous snakes waiting for you in a wetlands like there's a swamp. I hear there even changes his name to name to a wetlands thing. Mm. It sounds like dirty underwear. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I got wetlands things stuck to my windshield. Happens. Yeah. So, yes, sir. Christmas coming up. Ho, ho, ho. Together, you can see we've got the fire roaring in the background. Mm-hmm. My chestnuts are roasted. Over an open flame? Uh-huh. How would you... Never mind. I don't know. Yeah. Burning. So, how's the uh, major holiday preparation going with you? Um, or is there any preparation? There's no preparation. You know, if it's a holiday preparation, it's preparation H. I mean, if you got to give it code names, I guess. Preparation holidays. But yeah, that's, We've initiated. That's what I was going It sounds by. like something they would do in a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Is that the level it's on today? I think so. It's too cold to get it too hot in here. What do you mean? I mean, yesterday it was almost 70 degrees. From a balmy 70 to 16. 
in 24 hours. Yeah. Warm, rain, cold ice. <laughs> Willing to sacrifice. Welcome to the Ohio Valley. Our love. Yes. Yeah, so I think I finally got the last decoration up here, you know, a week from Christmas. We don't have any. There's still a few Halloween decorations that are setting in our dining room. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm, I have no problem with it. Personally, I think you should be decorated for Halloween all year round. <laughs> I think with enough money, you can get away with that. That's right. You're eccentric then. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I think other than a few stuffing stalkers. <laughs> Okay. February. Words are hard, Chad. Mm-hmm. Dyslexic. Other than if... No, I'm like, who was that cartoon character that did it all the time? Was it Mr. Magoo? I, I don't know. Or one of the gummy bears? It could be. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know, DuckTales is coming back next year. I did see that. They have a whole new voice cast. Stocking stuffers is what I was going to say. I know. I, I know what you meant. I need a few of those and then I'm done. Oh. Okay, continue. Oh, that's it. I was just going to say, DuckTales is coming back next year. I sing that every time I use my windshield wipers. Is there a cartoon that you did not watch loyally and remember? Um, to a certain time period, yes. What Name two of the characters from the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon. Um, Eric and... Oh, um, Uni. How about Eric and Uni? So sad. <laughs> Dungeon Master. <laughs> wow. What? Up until a certain point when it became around that time when like the cartoon cops, all those nineties cartoons started to come yeah, out. Yeah. Probably when Captain Planet was coming oh. in. And then I was kinda like that was getting to be the cusp because the cartoons were getting worse. Yeah. And the storyline... Because the animation really got better, bad. the cartoons... Well, got the worse. animation didn't always get better. They skipped a lot of frames. <laughs> but somewhere in there, probably. It's right. to taper off. What was the deal with that, uh, what's his name, Don Cheatham, Cheadle thing? Dressed up as Captain Planet. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, college humor. Okay. There's like three or four parts to that. It's pretty funny. I just saw the picture, and it says Don Cheadle yeah. reprises Captain Planet. And I was like... What? Yeah, there's like four parts they did. He just goes nuts. He starts turning people into trees and blowing <laughs> things up. And Okay, good. I was thought, it, It's really? actually pretty funny. Yeah, War Machine is Captain Planet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Captain Planet. Yeah. And you're a tree, and you're a tree. And pff, do you want to be a tree? Do you feel like being a tree? He just goes off on the planeteer and starts threatening <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Well, that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Anyway, yeah, welcome to the Christmas edition of Paranormal Guys. Mm-hmm. True. After this show, we are going to take an not an entire break, but a half break. So we will be back the second week of January, I believe. So we're just going to have an extra week in. Yeah, you'll have an extra week without us. Yeah. Try, try to carry on. Yeah, I hope everybody that listens to the show uh, gets along okay. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Yes, whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, for the rest Yule, of Yule, you know, hey, whatever, man, we're all here. Yeah. Celebrate what you will. True. And have a safe New Year's. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a good, safe, and happy New Year. Don't go out and get all 
besnickled and drive off a cliff. No. Don't always follow the GPS. <laughs> Hold off on that eggnog. Yep. So, Chad. Yes, sir. Carrying on, why don't you uh, scurry on over to the uh, Paro News Desk. Oh, hang on. Let me get over there. That's the fastest I've heard your little feet work. <laughs> I'm trying to get under the desk. Hold on. Okay. The desk is really small. Okay. <sighs> it's a lot of work. All right. So uh, do you have a story for us, Chad? I do. And, you know, we all like strange and unusual creatures. So how about this? A reptile-like creature spotted in North Carolina. This comes to us from Cryptozoology News. North Carolina, a Charlotte man says he saw a snake-like creature at a lake in Catawba County. The 76-year-old man, a retired Charlotte man who asked to be kept anonymous, told Cryptozoology News on Sunday that he was staying at his house on Lake Norman last Thursday when he spotted the unknown creature. I have a house right on the shores of the lake with an overlook of the lake. I was looking out at the lake and saw large splashes in the water. He wanted to make sure we knew there was a lake. There, said. What, there was a pond, you said? No, a lake. Oh. The creature described as a long and yellow reptile. It's like a big bird version of a snake. Reportedly was visible to the man for about 30 seconds. It surfaced and swam around briefly, then went back underwater. He explained it was kind of like an eel. <laughs> it's not the first sighting of this, of this nature reported at Lake Norman. Just a year ago, a park ranger claimed seeing a dinosaur-like creature eating a duck. Well, I mean, what else would a dinosaur-like creature eat around a pond? I mean, ducks. Three months earlier, two people claimed to have seen a similar creature in Lake Champlain. Oh. In 2014, a Canadian man released a series of photographs containing what he claimed to be the Ogopogo monster. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the same year, a park ranger at Lake Tele, or Tele, Republic of Congo, said he had spotted a dinosaur-like monster and was able to watch it for over five minutes. And then it said, who loves you, baby? It's true. <laughs> Lake Norman, fed by the Catawba River, was created in 1964 and is currently the largest artificial body of freshwater in the Tar Heel State. So there you go, Chris. Strange and unusual reptiles are popping up around the world, letting their presence be known. Well, they're probably getting cold this time of year. Big yellow snake. It was just an inflatable pool toy that looked like a banana. I'm thinking a fun noodle. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Pool noodle. Yep. It's what it was. Somebody got a big old yellow pool noodle, uh -huh. and they got one of those heads that they have that you can put on them to make them look like alligators and crap. Uh -huh. And it just happened to be the dragon head, and he saw that and was like, lake monster. Either that or it was a giant macaroni and cheese macaroni noodle. Who knows? I mean, it could <laughs> <Plausible>. be anything. <laughs> it could be virtually anything, sir. Anything. That's right. yellow. Except for urine. Probably not. Yeah, because it had a shape. Unless it was like uh, mm -hmm. a live urine. Self-aware urine. I guess so. In the next Marvel movie. <laughs> like Iceman, he's you know, ice. So yeah. if he, What if he peed himself when he was becoming Iceman? <laughs> he'd have, have a yellow, big yellow spot. <laughs> oh, that'd be gross. Like, ah, oh, look what you did. No, yeah. I didn't. I wonder if any of the other Marvel characters wrote their name on him. You have a lot of fun with Iceman. I guess so. Now, what if he sticks his tongue to something metal? I, 
So he probably wouldn't stick because yeah. he's already ice. Yeah. yeah. You think his tongue wouldn't work very well? It was all frozen in there. Now, okay, how about this? What if you like tied him down somewhere and started like just pouring buckets of water on him? I don't know. It'd probably just turn into ice. <laughs> Change his hair. Do you think style. when he turns into Ice Man, he gets cubes? <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, let's go with it. <laughs> kick, him, kick him in the cubes. <laughs> There's your holiday fun times. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells. Okay, jingle stop. Hold the way. Stop. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Well, Chad, I have one here for you that'll maybe tone you down a bit. Okay. Just think about this one. All right. Student horrified to find escaped tarantula crawling up his toilet in his residence hall. Uh-oh. This comes from the mirror. Mm-hmm. One of the most awesome news places. Reflect upon it daily. The huge hairy creature had crawled into the student's bathroom from another block in the university accommodation. A university student had a nasty shock in a residence hall bathroom when he saw a tarantula under the toilet. Caius Taberer was relieving himself when he saw a huge hairy spider in the toilet whose body was five centimeters long. He went in for number one, but it ended up being a number two. In his shorts. In his pants. The tarantula, by the way, Chad, who has a Facebook account under the name Yolandi Lee Vin Sloan. Yolandi? Yolandi the spider hmm. had crawled from her owner's room to Caius's bathroom at a separate block of University of Manchester accommodation. Caius, nineteen, said, "I needed the toilet." So, <clears throat> wait, sorry. I needed the toilet, so I walked into the bathroom and saw a tarantula. Hmm. That's what he said. <laughs> Did he? He's crawling, trying to get under the loo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Irish. It wasn't really expected. I was scared. I think anyone who saw a spider of that size would be freaked out. Caius's flatmate screamed when he showed her his discovery. Wait a minute. Her. Hmm. Speaking to student newspaper, The Tab, <laughs> the first year history of art student. Oh, well, there's your problem. <laughs> history of art. We decided to call campus security, and one of the guys said he looked after spiders before. He told us to go and get a damp sponge to rehydrate the spider. <laughs> then he put it in Tupperware. The, what? <laughs> Why the hell would you hydrate the spider? Just catch it and somebody else can worry about it. The tarantula's owner, Georgia, was tracked down after a video Caius uploaded to Facebook was viewed more than 30,000 times. Georgia said, this is my spider. I'm back in Belfast. <laughs> Good old Northern Ireland. Caius from Dorset added, It turns out Georgia had gone home, but her mum didn't like the tarantula, so she had to leave it in Manchester. She's still away, so the security guard will probably look after it until she's back. So who was looking after the spider? She just leave it behind and it's wandering around, or were the people that were there supposed to be taking care well, of it? Well, now, as the former owner of two tarantulas, I could tell you they don't really need water. A lot. I mean, hardly ever. And you throw a bunch of uh, crickets in there with it, mm -hmm. it'll it'll scoop them up, go crazy, and then they can go weeks, several weeks, without eating again. Don't you have to have stuff in there for the crickets to live on? Nah. Nah. Well, 
Okay. So there you go. <laughs> spider husbandry. You can abandon your spider and feel okay about it. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just like the fact that they were so freaked out that they called security. Well, you know, if the spider was down there in the toilet and you could hear this. Because <laughs> the spider was giggling about uh-huh. it. Maybe I'd be a little freaked out. But otherwise, just the spider, no. Just, just flush it. Not really. Be like, you goodbye, know, spider. I actually am more concerned about the smaller spiders that can actually get on you and you not find them until they bite you than the big-ass <laughs> hairy ones that are right yeah, there. Yeah, you're going to kind of realize it when that one yeah. gets on. You're like, wait a minute. Oh. Yeah, the other spider is the size of a shoe, and the little one that's going to cause you to have some sort of necrosis, uh, that one's the one I'm more concerned about. Well, true. And usually, you know, tarantulas, they, they're venomous, but... It's not venom that hurts a person, so yeah, it's going to hurt when they bite you, but it's mm-hmm. not going to do anything to you. It's those little buggers you got to worry about. That's right. Small spider syndrome. <laughs> I'm venomous. <laughs> Fear me. I'll kill you. So spiders in the toilet. Yep. Spiders and in the crapper. Monsters in the lakes. Snake in the lake. Spider in the crapper. Elf on the shelf. No. Oh. <laughs> no. That is one thing I'll leave to other people to do and laugh at what they do with it. Who mm. hey, watch me pour flour all over the kitchen floor for a humorous thing for my kid to find. Guess what? You gotta clean it up. I don't want to clean that up. Now if it was like Krampus on the credenza or something. I thought you were gonna come up with that. Well we can try. I thought they already came up with a Krampus thing. It now. was called uh Krampus in the cabinet. Oh, okay. it was kind of, it was kind of crappy looking. Yeah. It wasn't that great. Well, and okay. I don't think it took off. <laughs> Apparently not, because I never did see anything. I just heard something. So, Chris, uh, what are we going to be talking about this evening? Well, Chad, coming up after the break, we are going to be talking about some, uh, I guess, beings that you may see around Christmas. Oh, the darker Christmas spirits, right? The if you've been naughty, All right. you may get a visit from these guys. Uh-oh. Welcome back. Hello, hello. <laughs> Too much eggnog, Chad? I think Were so. Warming up over by the fire. I was. I had to get back from the news desk and get comfortable. And Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's hard. Well. You know, getting five feet away from the news desk. That's true. <laughs> Travel time. There is no news desk. Oh, really? Where have I been going all no, this time? That's, no, I'm just putting that in there, you know, like that one Pink Floyd song that's got a little whisper in it and it says, like, 
if you hear the silent whisper, you're dying. Oh, no. it's my little thing where you have to turn it way up to hear me go. There is no news desk. Oh no. <laughs> this is true. So yeah. Anyway, uh, this show being our holiday edition, mm-hmm. we are talking about Christmas demons and kind of the anti clauses. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a new Tim Allen movie. Anti-Claus? Yeah, I think so. Jaren. Mm. Well, would you like me to start out? So yeah, go ahead and kick us off with our first one there, Chad. I'm dreaming of a scary little Christmas. Do-do-do-do. How about Marie Lewitt? Have you ever heard of that? No. Marie Lewitt. Well, if you like zombies, you like horses, Uh-oh. then you're going to be really excited about it because <laughs> Marie Lewitt is the zombie Christmas horse. Huh. Yep. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, no, I don't. The hell I don't say. No oh. <laughs> Christmas tradition bears more resemblance to Halloween than the one of the Welsh celebration of Marie Lewitt. There are costumes, trick-or-treating, and a macabre skeleton mare that has risen from the dead and wanders the streets with her attendants, with one goal in mind, to get into your house. No. To keep them out, you must engage in a battle of wits in rhyme, no less. Nice. So it's like a rap battle. A rap battle. Yep. An ancient practice, Marie Lewitt, or Grey Mare, Holy Mary, as some of the other names are known, is typically celebrated on New Year's Eve. Since these ancient times, people have celebrated festivals of lights, signifying rebirth and hope in times of darkness. In the festival of Marie Lewitt, we have the rebirth of a dead horse. Horse skull is affixed to a pole with a white cloth to hide the puppeteer. Marie Lewitt is sometimes decorated with festive ribbons and bells or winter greens and accompanied by costumed wassling revelers. No, not wassling revelers. They are wassling, <laughs> who are representative of the dead who have risen to remind the living of their existence. Okay. Exactly. I can see this going down here. Yeah. Marie Lewitt and her group knock on doors, asking in song to be let in. The song is sung in Welsh and is pretty much the same with a few variations. Once the traditional opening verses are sung, Marie Lewitt and company are answered by those inside with challenges and insults. Nice. A battle of wits known as, I'm going to try to say this, Punko, or Wunko, (laughs) ensues where riddles, challenges, and insults must be exchanged in rhyme. If Marie's party wins, the Ponco, or Wonco, which can be as long as the creativity of the two parties endures, the Marie party enters with another song and is given drinks and treats. So so there's no, like, killings or anything? It's just like, nope, oh, no crap, murders. you won. Here's... Marie Lewitt shows up and says, Yo mama is so fat, she's uh, got a tattoo that says Crisco on her arm. I don't know. Whatever Marie Lewitt does. So then they would go, like, we won't let you in, of course, because you are a skeletal horse. Sure. <laughs> That's what they would say. And then Mary Lewitt would reply, I don't know. Oh, I couldn't play this game. There you go. You lost. I just now, now, the, now the zombie horse is going to come into your house and drink all your eggnog. <sighs> they would just come in and drink, and I'd be fine with it. <laughs> and steal your Christmas candy. And... like, Sure. So if that's all they're going to do, there's no killings or stabbings or setting fires to your house. Why not just be like, just come in? You know what? Here's the thing. People can do this, and they can be fine. You can get a few idiots dressed up like clowns, and they lose their mind here. But, you know, celebrate But it's okay to have a horse horse. skeleton on a pole. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Okay. What's well, not threatening? <laughs> so anyway, there you go, Chris. Zombie horse for Christmas. Zombie horse. Mm-hmm. Well, Chad, my first one for tonight. A little bit more destructive than <laughs> give us your eggnog. Uh-huh. I'm a skeleton horse. Fear me. Mirror. <laughs> These guys are called the Kali Kantzari. What? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Be careful of your pronunciation. Okay. According to traditional Greek folklore, the Kali Kantzari rampaged across Greece during the 12 days of Christmas. These diminutive demons spent the rest of the year deep inside the earth, gnawing at the tree that supports the world. The tree renewed itself each year during the season of Christ's birth. Thus thwarted, the enraged Kalikanzari swarmed up to the surface of the earth to bedevil humanity. Uh Uh-oh. The holy ceremonies occurring on Epiphany drove them back underground. Belief in the Kalikanzari was especially strong in the region of Mount Parnassos. Reports concerning the appearance of these demons varied. According to some, the Kalikanzari appeared half-human and half-animal. Many claim to have caught a glimpse of long, curved talons, red eyes, hairy bodies, or donkey's ears. That's right. Hmm. Others told frightening tales of tiny imps who rode astride lame or deformed chickens. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that KFC is looking is not looking into all their uh, options for, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, Delivery? Christmas. No. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking, like, Christmas... Um, Oh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I, mascots. Oh. They can have a Christmas mascot. A Calicanzari riding a deformed chicken That's carrying right. a bucket of KMC. That's right, because everybody needs a little Calicanzari. <laughs> well, according to Greek folklore, the Calicanzari knew many ways of vexing human beings. Some reports said that they entered homes by the door or the chimney, relieved themselves in any open containers of food or drink, Sounds like you had a party, Chad. <laughs> well, you know. <clears throat> Upset furniture and ex- and extinguished the fire. Others credited them with direct attacks on human beings. For example, they hopped on people's backs and drove them to dance until they collapsed. <laughs> I, think, I think that's something they give the kids at parties now anyway. That's right. The presence of the Calicanzari during the 12 days of Christmas posed several... Or, sorry posed special problems for expectant mothers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Children born at this time of year ran the risk of becoming Calicanzari themselves. From sunset till dawn, the demons roamed the countryside, looking for opportunities to harass humanity. They tended to retreat into hiding places at daybreak, however. Greeks take various forms of precaution against the encounters with the Calicanzari. The most popular is placing a colander on your doorstep. Why? (laughs) You may be asking why. (laughs) The goblins get distracted counting the holes in the colander, but as they cannot count above the number two, they don't make much headway. Calicanzari can only count up to two because uttering the number three, a numeral which represents the Holy Trinity, will result in their immediate death. In result, Calicanzari can stand there counting for days, one, two, one, two, over and over again. Well, they're, uh, they're not too bright, apparently. They can't uh, go one, two, four, five. You know, I'm appalled by the Calicanzari's ignorance. I kind of am, too. Mm-hmm. 
Other ways of uh, distracting them and keeping them from getting into your house chat are keeping a fire burning in the hearth during the 12 days of Christmas. It's prevented them from entering the home through the chimney. <laughs> but if you could only count to two, I wouldn't see why a fire burning would stop you. You'd be like, oh, well, we'll be fine. <laughs> Bird. A little fire never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. In addition, the Calicant Zari found the smell of burning shoes, salt, wild asparagus, or other substances that produced a foul smoke especially repugnant. Well, I wonder why. I think I would, too. You know, Chad, during the Christmas season, I like to fill my house with the refreshing, holiday-like aroma of burning shoes. You know how many times I've avoided asparagus in my life, because at some point I know I'll have to pee later. Well, you, did you see uh, they're carrying the burning wild asparagus potpourri now at right. Bed Bath & Beyond? No. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, human beings found those smells repugnant, too. Yep. Greek folklore apparently did not address the subject of whether this method of repelling the Kalakanzari also repelled your family, friends, and neighbors. Traditional lore also recommended hanging a pig's jawbone by the door as a method of, presenting, of preventing them from crossing the threshold. To protect babies born during the 12 days of Christmas from becoming Kalakanzari, like we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. mothers would wrap their infants in garlic or straw or, better yet, scorch their toes in the fire. Um, How that would stop them, I don't know. The religious ceremonies associated with Epiphany offered the most effective method of driving off the malicious pranksters. According to Greek custom, priests visited homes on Epiphany, filling them with the scent of burning incense and sprinkling them with holy water. Greek folklore insisted that the Kalakantzari fled before this onslaught of holiness, retreating to their underground lair until the following Christmas. Wow. So there you go. Kalakantzari. Crazy little dim-witted demon imps. <sighs> yep. Well, let's hope we don't have a slew of those showing up this year. Oh, I mean, just gotta get me some asparagus and burn. Wouldn't you like to be a Kalakantzari, too? Probably not. No. No. No, but that's probably what they sing when they're looking for new babies to turn into calicans, all right? All that, although that, you know, just peeing and, you know, relieving yourself in general in whatever you well, want peeing to. Peeing in somebody's drink. Um, that's just, you know. High humor. That's just funny, right there. <laughs> this smells just like, or this tastes just like calicans, piss. Delicacy in oh. some places. Mm-hmm. Calicans, urine is, I think they sell that at, like, the places that do the hunting stuff. You know, if you go to like a hunting supply store, oh, so like got they, like deer, they urine. have the deer urine, and yeah, then no, but right beside like it's the Calicanzari urine. urine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keeps uh, them away. Well, Chris, one of my favorite uh, entities from the holidays. Yes, I just like to say his name is Belschnickel. 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 Yeah, he's, a, he's got some uh, AKAs though. He's also known as Belsnickel. Belsnickel. Uh, Pelsnickel and Pelsnickel. Schnickel. Schnickel. Boy. He's just, I think he's got one of the best names of Bell all Snickle. the uh, alternate Christmas creatures out there. Uh, Bell, I'm going to, I'm going to continue with Belschnickel. Uh, yeah. You go. Belschnickel is related to other companions of St. Nicholas in the folklore of German speaking Europe. He may have been based on another older German myth, Knicht Rupk. I think is how you say that. A servant of St. Nicholas and a character from northern Germany. I think I remember seeing him on, uh, what 
was it Hogan's Heroes? Yeah. Unlikely uh, those figures, Bell. Unlike those figures, Bell Schnickel does not accompany Saint Saint Nicholas, but instead visits alone and combines both the threatening and benign aspects, which in other traditions are divided between Saint Nicholas and the companion figure. Bell Schnickel is a man wearing furs and sometimes a mask with a long tongue. He is typically very ragged and disheveled. He wears torn, tattered, and dirty clothes, and he carries a switch in his hand with which to beat naughty children, but also pocketfuls of cakes, candies, and nuts for good children. Well, so if you're really nice, you'll get some of his crushed up pocket cakes, maybe some of his old candies, <laughs> be carried us around, or a good old helping of Belschnickel nuts, because <laughs> every kid wants Belschnickel nuts for Christmas. I mean, who doesn't? I know. In Lower Austria, he is sometimes followed by a creature called Krampus. Oh. Mm-hmm. Covered with bells and dragging chains. Krampus is a wild horned figure akin to the devil. His name translates to Claw. Oh. Well, he used to chase Inspector Gadget around. A first-hand 19th century account of Belschnickel tradition in Allegheny County, Maryland, can be found in Brown's Miscellaneous Writings, a collection of essays by Jacob Brown, born in 1824. Writing of a period around 1830, Brown says, We did not hear of Santa Claus. Instead, the tradition called for a visit by a different character altogether. He was known as Chris Crinkle, Belschnickel, and sometimes as the Christmas Woman. So, Chris Crinkle, not Kringle? Yep, Crinkle. Oh, Chris. see, now that would be confusing. Chris Crinkle. Oh, you're getting visited by Chris Crinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one? With a switch and some nuts. <laughs> and then at some point, you know, he just decides he wants to be a woman. So, well, you know, at that point, I think all of us at one point or another, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. Caitlin, Caitlin Belschnickel. <laughs> children, children then not only saw the mysterious person, but felt him or rather his stripes upon their backs with his switch. The annual visitor would make his appearance some hours after dark, thoroughly disguised, especially the face, which would sometimes be covered with a hideously ugly Fizz generally worn, generally wore a female garb, hence the name Christmas Woman. Oh, there you go. Sometimes it would be a veritable woman, but with a masculine force and action. <laughs> he or she would be equipped with an ample sack about the shoulders filled with cakes, nuts, and fruits, and a long hazel switch, which was supposed to have some kind of charm in it, as well as a sting. One would scatter the goodies upon the floor, and then, <laughs> and then they scramble... Then they would scramble to begin. Then the scramble would begin by the delighted children, and the other hand would ply the switch upon the backs of the excited youngsters. So it's like <laughs> treats, beaten, bam. <laughs> <laughs> Who would not show a wince? But had it been parental discipline, there would have been screams to reach a long distance. So, basically, what they're trying to say here is, Belschnickel show up and throw some treats down. If he feels you need a beaten, he he it ensues. That's what he gets you. But then. The kids don't really show too much of a crying because it's not their parents because they're getting treats. Yeah, they're like, I got this nut. So Belschnickel, <laughs> I got nut, a Belschnickel nut. Belschnickel nuts will make it where the beatings don't mean as much. That's right. They're laced with uh, opioids. Yeah, got Belschnickel ecstasy. Anyway, so, so to me, Belschnickel just sounds like a cratchety old mountain man that comes down like once a year, and you know, just happened on the way, be picking some fruit and. 
I nuts think, and berries. Um, I think and Belschnickel follows into the ca- a lot of the categories of sexual predator without any of the assault. That's right. He, he's kind of cratchety have any and sexual assault. He's like, hey, you like these oranges? Throws them out, yeah. and then the kids run and get them. They start making too much noise, and they're happy. He's like, "Hey, stupid kids!" And then he whips out his birch branch and starts beating them while cross dressing. And yeah, you know. well, he, he's he doesn't have money, Chad. He lives in the mountains. He just steals what he can off of clotheslines. If he happens to grab a frilly blouse instead of a flannel shirt, I mean, yeah, what's this, he going to do? This year he was known as Blauschnickel. <laughs> what's he going to do? I don't know. But anyway, there you go. Just like the name. Belschnickel. Yeah. I think they should have a rapper who calls himself Belschnickel. What would he rap about, Chad? His nuts. And cakes. <laughs> and cakes. <laughs> nuts and cakes. Nuts and cakes. Wasn't that a Spinal Tap song? Probably Nuts no. and cakes. Cups and cakes. Cups and cakes. There you go. Well, Chad, I got this one especially for you. Mm-hmm. I know of your fondness for a certain hairy hominid that roams the forest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was stunned. I had to think about who it was. Well, in Bul- Turkey, Serbia, Bulgaria, and Macedonia... There's a version of your friend Bigfoot called, forgive me here, it's going to take a second, uh-huh. the Karakonkalis. The hell you say. Who appears during the Christmas holidays. He lurks in the shadows on street corners awaiting the arrival of a passerby. When someone crosses the Karakonkalis's path, he asks them a riddle. Uh-huh. If the word black is not incorporated into the answer, the unfortunate person receives a death blow from the monster. <laughs> Great. He's like, I notice you no say black in answer. <laughs> Dead. If you think you can avoid the Karakonkalis by avoiding street corners, you're sadly mistaken. At night, he waits outside of houses, intim- imitating the voice of a loved one in distress, or sometimes transforming into the guise of a little girl. He lures people outside and places them in a trance, making them immobile. As a result, the Karakonkalis's intended victim freezes to death. In Serbia, the twelve holy days of Christmas were referred to as unbaptized days. During this time, ghosts and demons ran rampant, the Karakonkalis among them. If he finds anyone outside at night, he will jump on the poor person's back and demand to be carried around. <laughs> Okay. This torment only ends with the rooster's call at dawn when the Karakonkalis must retreat once again into the shadows. So I think that's the best way of the three. It's like, okay, if he asks you a riddle and you don't use black at the answer, you're dead. Mm-hmm. He'll call you outside, put you in a trance, you freeze to death. Or if he's feeling a, you know, a little bit generous that night, he's just like, hey, you ride me around on your back. Carry me. <laughs> just don't want to go over there. Wow. So big, scary Bigfoot. So if a big hairy thing ever comes up to you, Chad, and asks you a riddle, mm-hmm. just make sure the answer is just not black. I thought you had to say black. No, black just has to be in the answer. Oh, okay. So if he said like, "What's your favorite color?" You can go black. If he goes, "What's that wall made of?" Go black. <laughs> What's your favorite ACDC song? Black. Because it doesn't say whether your answer has to be right or not. It just has to have black in it. Well. Now, one other thing about this story. Uh-huh. You know, if if you were in a foreign country and you wanted to look up, say, like Elvis Presley, 
you wouldn't go to a Chinese website to look that up. You would come to a good old American website to look up Elvis, right, Jed? I'm assuming, yes. Well, I thought, if I'm looking up the Caraconculus, I shouldn't rely on these American websites. I should actually go to the uh, Turkish Wikipedia. Okay. And, you know, even though I'm I'm fluent in Turkish, I decided to let Google translate it for me. Uh-huh. And I thought I would give you the actual Turkish translation of what the Karakonkulis is here. Well, the only Turkish you knew was Butterball. Anyway. Uh-huh. Here are the qualifications for the Karakonkulis. <laughs> okay. It's black and very tangy. <laughs> it is a monkey, a cat, or a child. In fact... If you are not so harmful, the image will panic in people. Described as fur. Travel around the nights. The common roots of the Bulgarian culturism with Turkish history are the results of Bulgarian folk literature in the name of Karakonjul. <laughs> What's wrong, Chad? I, I don't this know. this is this is this is the actual history, right? Oh, here. I know. Kara is regarded as related to the night. Zimiride, the coldest time in winter, wandered around the streets and said, Where are you from? Where are you going? Asks questions like, The answers must, <laughs> the answers to be given must be black. When not done so, Kara Conklis hits the other person by hitting it with a huge comb. To protect themselves, the foliage in the houses is not left in the winter days. So there you go. So, I think that's a better spot-on representation. I'm feeling like he's an emo kid. <laughs> it's emo Bigfoot, and there has to be something black involved. And he wants to know where you're going, what are you doing, why are you here, because you're on my emo turf. Is it, uh, Do emo kids have turf? I thought they were just like, who cares, man? No, I think they have their hangout spots. Uh, I think if you uh, were to invade some emo kid's place, he might get kind of upset, but you, you wouldn't really know because he's kind of moody all the time. Anyway. So the Karakonklis is probably just an emo kid he's like, that went with the the hair flip over the one eye but let it get a little no, bit out of I, control? I think he's Bigfoot. Oh. I just think it's the emo, emo population Bigfoot. of Bigfoot. Oh, no. Yeah. Probably yeah. listen to, like, Dashboard Confessional. I mean, they probably put a little cure in there every once in a while. Well, I mean, I, like I can handle that. Around, you know. I can handle it. Here. Show me, show me, show me how you do that trick. Then you better say something with the word black. <laughs> I don't know. However that would go. How does a plane fly? <laughs> black. Black. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you go, Chad Karakonkulis, the yeah. Christmas Bigfoot from yeah. You You Turkey. watch now. After this show, there's going to be an adult movie actress that comes up. Her name's going to be Karen Karakonkulis. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be on there. Uh, oh, wow! I'm <laughs> I am not touching any of that. So what's uh what do you have next yet? Oh, my uh last one I'm going to be doing. Yes, uh, we've already mentioned his name once, but he's probably my favorite. You know him. You love him. Yep. Get him once a month. I'm I'm sorry. Once a year. <laughs> the fearsome Krampus. Sorry, Chad got uh, into the eggnog earlier, everybody. Santa's horned helper, the fearsome legend of Krampus, the Christmas Punisher. Punisher. Yep. Does he do a crossover with Spider-Man every now and then? Probably. Hopefully he has that big skull, but skull. it's got horns on it. <laughs> nice. In ancient times, a dark, hairy, horned beast who was said to show up at the door to beat children 
and carry them off with his sharp claws. The Krampus could be heard in the night by the sound of his echoing cloven hooves and his rattling iron chains. The strangest part was that he was in league with Santa Claus. The Christmas Terror, the unnerving beast, was no demon, however. He was the mythical Krampus, companion to St. Nicholas, known as Santa Claus, Father Christmas, and Kris Kringle. While St. Nicholas now has a reputation of loving all children and visiting there at Christmas time, judging their character and giving gifts to the nice ones and lumps of coal to the naughty ones, Krampus plays the dangerous sidekick. Mm-hmm. It is believed that the long-haired, shaggy, goat-like monster with a long, angry face and lolling forked tongue would visit the homes of misbehaving children to punish them. It was believed he would give beatings and kidnap the kids, bringing them down to his underworld lair to live for a year. According to centuries-old legends, if a child misbehaved, St. Nicholas, in his omniscience, would know and send his associate Krampus. It was said this dark partner with a serpentine tail would turn up at the house during the Christmas season to punish the wicked child. He would beat him with a bundle of birch sticks, whip them with horse hair, and throw him into a sack of or wicker basket to take them down to hell for a year. Mm. Apparently they were going to have to work in retail. Ugh. <laughs> Poor kids. <laughs> if being good for Santa wasn't enough for the delinquent, Krampus's reputation and fearsome appearance terrified children into behaving. As such, it was a useful tale told to scare children, scaring them to be good. Um, historians remain unsure as to the exact origins of the Krampus figure in folklore, but it is believed that, like Santa, Krampus predates Christianity, stemming from Norse and Alpine traditions and Germanic paganism. Like many legendary characters, including St. Nicholas himself, Krampus's image has evolved over time and throughout the regions, but Krampus representative a balance of light and dark, providing a harmony between good and evil. On Krampus night, or Krampusnacht, the eve of December 5th, German children took care to not attract the attention of the intimidating beast in hopes that St. Nicholas would bring presents on Nicholasdag, <laughs> December 6th. Yeah. Yeah. According to National Geographic, Krampus is believed to be the son of Hail or heel <laughs> in Norse mythology, and that's spelled H E L, daughter of Loki, and the overseer of the land of the dead. His name is derived from the German word Krampen, meaning claw. He shares traits with other figures in Greek mythology, such as satyrs and fauns. He has been portrayed in a salacious manner in the late 19th century greeting cards, lusting after gruesome women mm-hmm. or buxom women. Buxom. Buxom. Uh, the myth of Krampus can be found in the Alpine regions, Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic. The legend is gained long legs reaching across Europe and around the world. Families traditionally exchange colorful greeting cards called Krampuskarten <laughs> since the 1800s, featuring the sometimes silly, sometimes sinister Krampus. In the early 20th century, Krampus was prohibited by the Austrian fascist government. Uh, but the tradition was revived with the fall of the government after World War II. Traditional annual parades are still held in which young men dress as the Krampus and race through the streets, snarling and shaking chains at onlookers. Many cities and towns, in keeping with the old tradition, run a popular Krampuslauf, a sizable <laughs> gathering of revelers, largely fortified by alcohol schnapps, Dressed in Krampus <laughs> costumes, oh, no. chase people through the streets. More than 1,200 Austrians gathering in Schladming Styria each year to dress up as Krampus, swatting passerbys with sticks and loudly ringing cowbells. 
No way to more cowbell. Birch <laughs> sticks are painted gold and displayed to remind of his arrival. These days on Krepischnacht, Krampus will commonly accompany St. Nicholas to homes and businesses where St. Nicholas will give out gifts, and Krampus will hand out coals and birch stick bundles. So good old Krampus. That's right. Now, another version of that I've heard is in that part where you said that he whipped the kids and took them in his sack or basket, whatever he was uh-huh. carrying, to hell for a year. A lot of other versions I've heard just said he took them back to his lair, whatever it be, his cave house. or whatever, and eat them. Well, probably. <laughs> They've also omitted the fact that he had a helper um, that they didn't really expand upon. And I don't know enough of the background included on there, but he has a helper called Black Tom. So if you want to do a little more reading up on that. Now, that's that's the cramp. That's Krampus's Krampus. helper is Black Tom because yeah, doesn't Saint Nicholas has a help another helper called Black Pete right Yeah well there yeah there's Black Pete and there's Black Tom Black wow. Tom <laughs> has got something to do with Krampus so okay I don't know. but there's a lot there get old can Krampus read into Krampus all day long that's right mm-hmm. and if you ever get to see the Krampus episode of Venture Brothers. <laughs> pretty good watch there's, that there's also a krampus uh on a movie they just put on netflix called the christmas horror story with which william shatner. william shatner is on there as a dj so yeah it's pretty good too good old krampus mm-hmm. now chad we're gonna finish the show out tonight with a bang with with a bang all right now if you heard of any of these and you thought krampus was the baddie of them all uh-huh that's why i saved this one till last Okay. <laughs> He's not. We're going to talk about Icelandic terrors, Chad. And I'm not talking about Bjork. Uh-oh. Save the whales. We're going to talk about the about uh, Grilla. Grilla? Yes. One of Iceland's most renowned figures associated with Christmas made her first appearance in ancient pagan times. An especially terrifying figure, Grilla is a giant troll with hooves for feet and sports an impressive 13 tails. <laughs> this lady troll is in a perpetual bad mood due to her insatiable hunger for children. Each Christmas, Grilla comes down from her mountain dwelling to hunt for bad children. She places them in a sack and drags them back to her cave where she boils them alive for her favorite stew. Grilla's wrath is not resolved solely for human children, but she has been through three husbands already, two of which she killed because they bored her. I'm sure you're wondering by now what her children are like. She has 13, Chad. Hmm. All boys, and they are also famous in Iceland. Really? They're known as the Yule Lads. <laughs> I think I just saw them on a uh, recent Behind the Music episode. <laughs> the Yule Lads? Hmm. Well, the 13 sons of Grilla are each known for a particular habit or characteristic much like the Disney version of Snow White's Seven Dwarves. Most of them are depicted as mischievous pranksters and petty criminals. (laughs) Icelandic children are visited each night on the 13 days leading up to Christmas. And now, Chad, Uh get ready for this, buddy. All right. (laughs) To kick off your list of the 13 children of Grilla and the Yule Lads, Uh we have Sheepcoat Clog. Sheep coat clog, huh? Yes, he's a peg-legged sheep fancier. His fancying is impaired by his peg legs, though. Hold on. Now, we're not going to take that any further. <laughs> it just says he fancies sheep. Oh, okay. 
he may just be like, I love sheep. They're so warm and fuzzy. Uh-huh. Just, just, yeah, leave it there. <laughs> Coming in next is Gully Gawk. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Gully Gawk hides out in ditches or gullies and waits for an opportune moment to run into the cow shed and lick the foam off of the milk in the milky buckets. <laughs> I think these are all new Mars <laughs> Mars Company candy bar names that are coming out. Well, coming up next is Stubby. His name denotes his stature as he is unusually short. If your pie pan is missing, you can bet Stubby has stolen it to eat whatever pie crust was left behind. Uh-huh. This one, Chad, this one's horrible. Spoon liquor. Oh, no. <laughs> He's the liquor and thief of spoons. <laughs> Screw forks. No. <laughs> he just wants spoons. <laughs> oh. Uh, then there's pot scraper. Uh-huh. Petty thief of leftovers. <laughs> well. That you're not going to eat anyway. <laughs> we, we know spoon liquor, but there's also... Bowl liquor. Oh, no. <laughs> this one hides under your bed and waits for you to absentmindedly put down your bowl so he can steal it and lick it. <laughs> hmm. Probably really stunk back in the days of chamber pots. <laughs> then there's Door Slammer. He plans on slamming the doors of your house all night long. Okay. Skier Gobbler. <laughs> okay. Uh, skier is a type of yogurt in Iceland. <laughs> and, uh, you leave it uh, out at night, Skier Gobbler uh, comes and eats it all. Going to open up a chain of little yogurt, frozen yogurt places called uh, that. Skier Gobbler. Gobblers. Yeah, there's Sausage Swiper. <laughs> He's going to steal your sausage. In South America. <laughs> then there's Window Peeper. Okay. He's watching you, Chad. I bet. Doorway Sniffer. <laughs> He uses his incredibly large nose to sniff through doors to find leaf bread, which is a traditional Icelandic Christmas bread. Okay. There's Candle Stealer. Uh-huh. I mean, I think his name gives that away. But he steals candles. Yeah. Because if you steal your candle, you're in the dark. Oh, no. Then coming in last of the 13 kids of Grilla. Letus. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, I was pretty sure that would be the worst one. It would be. Oh, no, it's Meat Hook. Oh, that's pretty close. This fellow always brings a hook along with him so he can steal your meat. <laughs> Do they talk about the 14th one that died? No. Fisty Puncher. <laughs> 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 well, Chad, if Gorilla is not bad enough, and her thirteen kids and their wonderful, wonderful names, uh -huh. they also have a pet. <laughs> oh boy! Uh huh. There's the Yule Cat. <laughs> the Yule Cat's the pet of Gorilla and the Yule Lads. The Yule Cat's prey consists of both children and adults. Mm -hmm. Unlike the others, this cat does not care about your misdeeds during the year. He just wants. To eat just some hungry. human flesh. But, Chad, there's, there's a way to keep Yule Cat away. Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mondays, isn't it? If you are lucky enough to get an article of new clothing for Christmas, Yule uh -huh. Cat will leave you alone. Sweet. Get some new uh, ballroom shorts. 
and your cat won't come around. You know, if I was a kid growing up in Iceland, I don't know. Once mom and dad was like, oh, watch out for pot liquor. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, all I'm seeing is in this politically correct world we live in now, <laughs> any children that come over here as immigrants from any of those places that recognize those traditions, their parents are going to get a lot of calls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have to hide all the spoons. <laughs> what if spoon liquor gets them? <laughs> Who? <laughs> and meat hook. What if what if you came over here and some kid called you a bad name in school and you just thought it was another Yule lad you hadn't heard of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I can't you say gully, any, you gully gawk. <laughs> I can't say any on this show, but my gosh, I would uh, love to go into naming all these new Yule kids <laughs> that I can't talk wow. about. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, crack sniffer. <laughs> 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 oh, Christmas <laughs> comes in and <laughs> he licks all your ketchup bottles, the hot slicker. Chad, there's uh, some uh, people you may not want to be visited by on uh, Christmas. I don't want any Yule lads at my house. Why not? <laughs> Nothing is usable ever again. <laughs> Forever want... unclean. What if they, what if they were like useful? They changed their names like Pot Scrubber. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I knew what their names used to be. <laughs> Why? Well, you'd walk in and catch them like. Li- <laughs> no, I, no, I wasn't licking the pot. No, I was cleaning it. Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> hard habits. Uh-huh. Hard to break. Yeah, this one. This one puts grape juice all over your pets of the house. He's known as Dog Graper. <laughs> graper. <laughs> graper. Dog Graper. Graper. Make sure you separate those cheese. <laughs> Ideas for a new Yule lad? Just send those ideas into the guys at paranormalguys.com. Yeah, we welcome any new Yule lad names. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, Chad, uh-huh. where would uh, where would be a good place for everybody to go to send those emails in? <laughs> they can go to paranormalguys.com, and you can go to the contact tab on there, and there's a handy form. To fill out for any of your stories, questions, comments, or 
Just knew you lad names. <laughs> Be happy to take those. Yes, we would. And, uh, you know, while at paranormalguys.com, you can listen to the shows, see the full show notes, sign up for email alert for new shows, mm-hmm. see pictures of things we do occasionally. Yes, things here and there. <laughs> yes. I think we need to go to Iceland and do a remote <laughs> paranormal guys show. <laughs> We're here with the Yule Lads. We're trying to get our new Yule Lad names, so they're having us try a lot of different things. I'm not going to put any grape juice on dogs. <laughs> oh, so yeah, go there, look at things, do things, whatever. Uh, just whatever you feel. And, it is uh, a festive time of year. You can also go to our Facebook page and like us there. It's uh, paranormalguys.com slash Facebook or whatever. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Just go to Facebook and look up Paranormal Guys. It, it's fine. It is. <laughs> and if you're going to Facebook, why not go to uh, William Blanchard's page too? Mr. Blanchard uh, supplies us most of the music usually uh, for the show. Today we went a little all crazy holiday but yeah, visit his Facebook page at facebook.com slash William Blanchard Soundtrack. Show him a little love. Yes, sir. Musical genius. Musical genius. Mm-hmm. And like I did say earlier, we're going to take a week off, so it'll be three weeks until your next dose of high Chad hilarity. Mm-hmm. We want everybody <laughs> to have a happy holiday and a wonderful new year, so we're going to take a little break, too, to catch up with family stuff. <laughs> and as always, Chad, have a pair plus one oh normal weeks Ha 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 ha!